0: Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Cody Stoffer, and we have a special guest and a familiar one for the first time in podcast history as far as interviews go. If you would like to introduce yourself, go for it,
1: man. What's going on, y'all? My name is Rod Green, officer uh, lineman for Tennessee State University.
0: Yeah, I should have said reintroduce yourself, right? Because as we were talking about before this interview started, uh, Rod was a guest on our show last year, sometime around April. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and listen to that interview. Rod's story is an incredible one and one that keeps growing every day, honestly. And so since the last time we talked, obviously, a lot has happened. But, uh, you know, you did head into college this past fall of uh, 21 and I guess going into college, what were some things that kind of met expectations? Like you were thinking, uh, oh, you know, this might happen. And then you got there and it actually happened. Whether that was the lifestyle, the classes on the field, kind of what were some things that you think went according to plan, quote unquote?
1: For real, uh, I knew the workouts was going to be harder from high school. Conditioning was hard. The workouts was hard. Class, I knew class wasn't going to be as hard. Because, like, if you just do it, it's going to happen. Learning from good, like, good players, like the older upperclassmen, the ones that got a chance, like the seniors and everything, I was expecting to learn. a lot. I learned a lot from them, too. So that was the kind of expectation I had going to college anyway.
0: Gotcha. And when did you start doing workouts uh, with the school? Was that in the summer, right before the season, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, right before the season. In June, we moved in, like, June 26th, and we had workouts, like, June 28th. We worked out all the way from June to you know fall camp, and then the season came in August or September.
0: Did you feel pretty prepared for the season following those summer workouts?
1: Yeah, the summer workouts was hard, so you know it made the season like well, it didn't make the season. I wouldn't say it made the season easier, but like it made practices and stuff easier. You know he's already in shape for everything, so I thought like the summer workout prepared us. Was
0: it was it the best shape you? Would say you've ever been in your life following those summer workouts?
1: No, I think the best shape I've ever been now is right now. Is right now. Fair enough.
0: I guess up until that point. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, nice. And then what were some things that maybe were surprises uh, heading into college? I mean, you you said that you knew that the workouts were going to be hard and all of that, right? But what were some things that maybe were a little bit different than what you might be
1: expecting? Being far from home, being far from home was a big a big surprise. Like, I thought, like, when I was going to go far from home, I thought it was going to be, like, a, you know, all right thing. But being far from home was the biggest, like, surprise for me, for real. When I really got there and knew I was far from home, just knowing you were just where you was at for so many years and then you just so far away, that was the biggest surprise for real, to me. But everything else football-wise, no, I really wasn't surprised. I knew it was going to be hard, so.
0: Fair enough. And uh, I guess that that's some clarity, too, from from a scout perspective and whatnot of how some, you know, big time, highly rated players end up going to the local, you know, university or state college just because, I mean, you know, you see four stars stay in state. And you're like, wow, that's a little surprising. But when you say it like that, like being away from home, being a little bit of a trip, then you start to get some perspective on, okay now I see why. You know, in, in our case here in Colorado, I see why a four-star guy went to see you, even though mm. it wasn't the best, like, school that he could have gone to. It's in his own backyard. So that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Did you ever have uh, family come and visit, or did you usually have to go back home on breaks and stuff?
1: Uh, I went back home for a break right before I came. My mom came down there, and my auntie came down there. Uh that's how, for real, Oh, my uncles and them came down there, like, one time. But then that night was, like, you know, you're 14 hours away from home, so they're not finna just come down there any time you can, you know. But then my mom came down there the most, though, and my auntie. Cause my auntie lived four hours away. She lived four hours away from my from the school, five hours. So, you know, she had drive up there, or my, or my mom and everything. They came the most.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that is quite a drive, so completely mm-hmm. understandable. Uh, That's And cool. then... You know, I I see that uh, you're at uh, Tennessee State now, and uh, you know, I was just a little curious on kind of how that uh, transfer portal thing kind of works, and you know, for our young athletes, kind of what to expect, and you know, is it a little hectic? Is it pretty straightforward? Do you kind of have to be on your toes? Kind of what to expect
1: with that? I think the advice I give is have a plan for real. Um, you don't want to jump in the transfer portal with no plan, honestly, because you can get stuck in a transfer reporter. And I think when I left Grambling, um, that was in the back of my mind. Of When you get in a trans reporter, you never know for, like, if you're going to play football again, honestly. like, But I, I kind of like, you know, you want to have a plan, you know, talk with your family, you know, high school coaches or, or anybody around you. So, you know, um, I feel like when I got in the portal, um, I got in there at the right time. I got in there, and, like, kind of like, I didn't want to wait to the end of the season for real. Because, you know, at the end of the season, that's when everybody goes. So I was, I kind of went, like, the Middle of the season, towards the end, they had like five games, four games left. And I did that just because I wanted to have time to take my official visits and, you know, do everything. So when I entered the portal, I, um, I had women more offers than I had in high school. I had 28, 27 D1 offers. They had the same day I entered the portal, I had got seven D1s, seven individual offers. So I think that the transfer portal can be helpful, but at the same time, you don't want to go in there. No, no, like without a plan because you could end up being stuck in there for some years and never come back and that's a chance i was willing to take you know just to you know try to go somewhere that could help me in a better way
0: yeah no i think that that's fantastic advice honestly i've i've bumped into people before they're like yeah i was i was in the transfer portal for like almost two years at some point you know so i think that that's excellent advice to give to have a plan have you know what kind of things you're looking for in mind? Get those that advice from people around you to kind of you know come up with a plan. And getting in early, that's a very interesting. Like it makes sense when you say it, but it's not something that I would have just casually thought about. You know. Yeah. That's so w- when you did when you did enter and now at Tennessee State, I guess what were some kind of boxes that you were looking to check off as as you were looking for a new home and um how, how does tennessee state kind of fulfill those
1: i was looking for um, you know coaches that is you know love you as a person and a player you know somebody that wants you to do great in the classroom and life and then football like not just about football you know i wanted to build a relationship with the coaches that um that was recruiting me and like with tennessee state i feel like all the coaches related to me and um you know I, it's a couple coaches that i, like, I knew before then like, you know, just from high school, and, you know, just from them being in a recruiting standpoint, you know, they, they seem like they really um, cared for me, you know, and then with just Coach Eddie George, just being under an NFL legend like him, and him really knowing knowledge he can give me, and just help me get to because I want to go where he went, so just being under him, and he genuinely cares, like, you know, he cares about our grades and everything before we even, you know, touch the field, you know, he cares about the, you know, he's a family man, so everything that what's going on. He cares about that before football. So I could notice that and just talking to him when I went to my official talked to him for about 20 minutes, you know, I, I can just, they stood out like that, you know, and they really care. And, you know, it was like, you know, just bonding with the coaches and I could just tell the locker room was good too, like the players and everything, they genuinely care. So that's what stood out for Tennessee State.
0: I totally forgot about Eddie George, honestly. And so you brought him up but that's a big time name to have in your corner, man. Congratulations on building that relationship in the first place. And just, you know, being in the presence of somebody who not only made it to the NFL, but succeeded in the NFL very well. I mean, he was very good player uh, back in those two thousands Titans teams. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome just to have connection wise and whatnot. And um, I'm glad that, you know, he kind of, has that sense of connectedness and familiarity and that family kind of sense. And, you know, you talked about your official visit with with Tennessee State and meeting Eddie George. How was like time management as you were, you know, in the transfer portal doing official visits, still doing school and all that kind of how was juggling all that? And what were some strategies that you kind of used to balance all that? Because I mean. I imagine it's different than managing your time in high school, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You gotta move quick. Uh, I knew I had to. I had three months, so I knew I had to be in school by February. But I, that's why I ended in November. So what I did was the first two weeks I didn't take no visits. I got like I got the offers, and then after the second week I sat down. I didn't post no top schools for real because it was like I'm trying to get into school like, right now, so I didn't feel like it was no need to. But I made like a top, probably like a top ten, boom, and then. You know, you get five officials. So first I'm like, okay, I want to take this. I'm talking to coaches, seeing where their head is at with me. And I'm like, okay, I see this coach. I'm asking what they see me in the future. You know, I'm asking what the graduation rate and everything is. I'm just comparing their school because in the day, you can only choose one. But from twenty eight, it was it was a stressful period. Just, you know, you got all them schools on you, got all the coaches saying, you know, they want you, you got big things, but you really gotta look into deeply, like, how they can they help you forty years from now, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like I was taking my time, but at the same time, it was like, you know, you got to go. So I took three, three, three official visits out of my five. I didn't feel like I needed to take any more at the time. But at the same time, I had to get in school by February. So um, when January came, when well, no, no December came, I took, I took two officials. Then they appeared, I could come, and then January, I took another official. And then after that, it was like, I kind of knew like what was going to happen for us, so I just committed to Tennessee State Um after I, and that was my first official visit I took, and that was in, um, I took an unofficial two weeks into the dead period, and then I took an official two weeks later.
0: That's a pretty quick turnaround time, but uh, I mean, that sounds like just the pace of college sports and the transfer portal and everything like that, so, but I mean, you have a good plan. I mean, like you said, you ended up with 27 or 28 more offers in the transfer portal, so You obviously you there's no fathomable way to go to all 28 schools, right? So like Mm. you said, looking at those little things, graduation rate, even you know kind of like those things that'll add up. How does this program look? Or how does this program look? You know what I mean? Looking at those things to kind of whittle it down. I think that that's a good you know piece of advice for up and coming you know collegiate players or players in college where you know maybe they're looking at a similar situations like well, what all should I be looking at to make the list smaller? Because, I mean, 27 offers, I mean, while that's a good thing to have that many, it sounds almost overwhelming. I mean, the amount of mail and reach-outs that you're getting has got to be absurd.
1: Yeah, I was getting, like, probably, like 15 calls a day. And then I was getting, like, three house visits a day. So, like, I wake up I'm on the phone to about 6 p.m. and then that come around and I got my house is with coaches coming over, so it was days I'd be like, dang, just boom, boom. It was stressful. Like You'd be like, it's like it's a blessing, but it's a stressful um, process at the same time. Sometimes you would be like, this is crazy. It just went so fast, especially being a reporter. You can get eight offers in a day, so there's all that going on. You just back to back to back to back.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's insane and a very busy schedule for sure, on top of everything else that you had to take care of. It,
1: you had school too. I had to takes care of schools too. So I was still in school online though. So I was taking care of that too. while I was doing that. Like I was on visits doing my school work. Wow. That's
0: that's crazy. How
1: how did that uh
0: you know that first semester of school go? Do you feel like you it was pretty easy to navigate? Do you feel like what were some things that you did personally to ease into you know that college workload? Because, I mean, high school, you basically have to, like, show up and have a pulse, basically, in high school. Yeah. Or at least that was my takeaway. If you have a pulse, you're going to pass your classes. And then if you try, like, a little bit, you're going to get pretty solid grades. Versus so, like, college, college, where it's like you have to be on top of it.
1: I mean, I always did my work. So it wasn't nothing new. But it's like you got to have a good relationship with your professors, you know, sitting in front of the class or some type. Just so you're interested. They wouldn't work they're doing, you know, come to class on time. Uh, I used to get work out the way, like, in the morning type stuff, so I wouldn't have them later, you know, unless I had study or something, but we had have practice later, so i get all my work out in the morning or something like that. But I feel like I did good. I made, um, I don't know, I had like a 3.3, 3.2 GPA or something my first semester, and I had a 3.3 this semester too, so I feel like I adjusted real good to it for it to be my first really, like, semester, you know? and. I feel like at the same time, you don't want to work to catch up on you because in college, professors not going to really like be on you. they in high school. They got too many students.
0: Yeah, they can't they can't hold your hand the entire time anymore, because like you said, I mean, they'll sometimes teach classes of 90 students at one time and then they'll teach another course with 30 at a time. So, you know, it can get really hectic for them and they can't monitor everyone. So that's a really good point to point point to bring up. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest differences I noticed, but just never vocalized. So that's good. But, I mean, congratulations, 3-3. That's a very good GPA uh, through that first year of school. So congratulations on that. And way to stay focused, man. I know that, um, I mean, college without being a student athlete is already insane. So uh, the fact that you were able to maintain that while still doing sports is fantastic work. Yes, sir. Thank you. So um, (laughs) kind of transitioning back to the gridiron a little bit you know last time we talked you know there were some kind of uh areas of improvement and whatnot that we went over and I guess like did you have time to kind of address those kind of like getting out of the stance and stuff like that or how, how do you feel you are as a football player compared to the last time we talked I mean obviously you said that you're in the best shape of your life right now so that makes you a better football player for sure. But I guess what about some of those more uh, technique-wise
1: things, I guess? Getting on my, my stances, I worked on that a lot, especially in the summer. And especially in the spring, I worked on that so much. My past sets, I worked on that. So I feel like I improved a lot on the stuff that I needed to improve in high school. Um, getting on my stances and just, you know, pass setting was two of the biggest things that I need to do. You know, the footwork was already there and just got better. So I feel like I improved a lot on them
0: i love to hear that. So, did you get to do spring ball with Tennessee State this past spring? Yes, sir. Okay, how was how that? You know, I I don't really pay too much attention to spring ball and what all that entails. Can you kind of just take us through, like, I guess the session that is spring ball and everything that kind of happens within that?
1: Spring ball was good for me. Uh, I did good. You know, I was a freshman coming in and being a freshman. And coming to a new team and you got to learn a new playbook. I think I did real good. You know, I was I was getting a lot of reps, getting a lot of reps. You know, just running. And then um, I feel like the schedule, like you said, like you we practice in the morning, and you know we like we get our stuff out the way, and you know we had this practice in the morning and you know watch film and stuff like that. You know, and we would be really locked in. Like our coaches really would be, we would be all be locked in. We want to get better. So I feel like spring ball went good for all of us, and I feel like we we made a huge step, and we gonna keep making huge steps for sure keep making huge steps. You love to hear that. And,
0: uh, I mean, like you said, you're, you're watching film, you're getting in work in the practice room. And I guess kind of, you already talked about Eddie George, right? But, uh, you know, how do you kind of like your, what's your relationship like with your position coach and like offensive coordinator and stuff like that? How's that all going? I mean, obviously it's going good because you're at Tennessee state for a reason. Right. And I mean, (coughs) when you're spending that much time with those coaches, it's gotta be good, but I guess kind of what kind of relationship do you guys have where it's like, you know, are you guys, like, very serious all the time? Do you guys talk outside of, like, uh, practices we, or what have you?
1: I'm My offensive line coach is really funny. Like, he's serious. He Like, he always tells us, always a time to joke, and there's always time to be serious. So, he's not always serious. Like, he's not one of them coaches that's serious, 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 but he's serious when he needs to be. And we, we respect that. Like, we be like, okay, it's time to be serious. And we joke around, too. Like, he'll joke with us, you know, we we'll would be laughing and everything. But when it's time to get serious, it's time to get serious. So, we respect we respect him. Same with our offensive coordinator. He's a real cool guy, laid back. Um, you know, he just, you know, he wants stuff, you know, he wants stuff good. He wants perfection. So he, we know what he wants and we know his expectations, but he's never, never just always serious. He's a funny type of coach, but he's, when it's time to be serious, it's time to be serious. So we all bond with our coaches really good because, you know, just so, you know, they relate to us type of stuff.
0: That's good to hear. And I mean,
1: It's kind of, you know, it makes it an easier
0: environment to work in when it's like, you know, you can joke around in between, you know, like periods of time. And it can kind of relax you a little bit, too, is what I found with those coaches, you know, where it's like, okay like, what am I stressing over? I get to play a sport that I love. Let's just let's just play football, you know, and and just have a good time. Right. And I think that those kind of coaches are an excellent reminder of that and just, you know being being present, right, being in the moment. Yeah. And then when you need to snap into shape, you're you're ready to do that. And, I mean, that's just how the switch is for basically anything in life. So to be getting that from your offensive line coach already is a really good trait that you should be able to carry for a very long time. Sure. And I guess uh on, on that note, how is working with the rest of the offensive line? I mean, you said that you got a lot of reps, you got a lot of snaps, the offense is looking <laughs> good. Just kind of yeah. take us yeah. to the team a little bit. You said what? I'd say just take us through the team a little bit, you know, through the yeah. offensive line, through the rest of the offense, and uh, feel, maybe we'll talk the schedule.
1: Like, I feel like um, we did good. Um, the offensive line, I feel like the whole offense made a huge step in the spring ball. Like I said, we were just locked in. It was good getting a lot of rest with the, uh, the guys. and Just learning from the, um, the older ones, with the veterans, the grass seniors, the seniors, and just them showing me stuff that they learned and everything, I feel like. And as an offense, we made a good, you know, a good, a, a big, big step um, in spring. And even now in the summer, we've just been really locked in. We're on the mission to win, um, to win our conference. So we want to do that. And I feel like we're making a huge, huge step towards that. And I feel like as a whole team, like defense too, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And we're all on the same page. So I feel like we're doing good.
0: Yeah, that's good to hear. And, you know, I looked up this schedule and I think you guys have a pretty interesting schedule on tap. I mean, obviously you guys have a lot of competition, you know, even within the state of Tennessee that you guys get to kind of explore. And then you guys also get to kind of move face talent from all over the country. I mean, it looks like you guys open up with Eastern Washington. I'm really familiar with them because they played in the big sky against Northern Colorado, which is where I went to school. And, you know, I mean, they're they're really good at basketball, and then you know, depending on the year and you know who graduated, their football team can be a bit of a challenge. Obviously, you have to be looking forward to the Jackson State game, playing against Coach Prime. I mean, that's a big deal, and you know, maybe one that could end up on television too. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're not concerned about all that, but that does make a little bit of a difference. You know, it only takes one viral play to uh, turn a lot of heads. But I mean, looking ahead at the schedule, you know, obviously uh, Middle Tennessee is is another team that you know gets out there and is a familiar name yeah bcu tennessee tech it looks like eastern illinois is there's a lot of familiar names in this level of competition i guess looking ahead i guess how do you feel that you guys match up against some of these teams have you already started kind of like studying these teams yet or is that something that is still on the uh docket
1: uh we really just i feel like um i feel like well my i take. i take my team Uh, like, I feel like we match up, and I feel like we're going to do what we're supposed to do. You know, we work so hard in practice, you know, and we work so hard. I feel like we're going to do real good this season. And uh, right now, we're just taking it step by step, you know, just really been locked in on a little stuff, just, you know, the workouts and getting close to each other and just believing to a brother on the left or the right. So I feel like as far as that, I feel like my team, we're going to do good just because we work so hard, you know, it's only right.
0: Hey, that's the mentality to definitely have heading uh, towards this season. And, you know, first off, I can't believe that it's already July by the time that we're doing this interview, July 3rd. And, uh, you know, tomorrow for for everyone will be like a 4th of July kind of thing. So the yeah. season is fast approaching, you know, and uh, I guess how are, you know, have you guys started summer workouts, I'm assuming, here yes, at sure. uh, Tennessee State?
1: Yes, yeah, sir. We, we started summer workouts in June, and we got it in July. So um, we started summer workout June, July, and then fall camp starting in August. But right now, we're in a little break right now because of the 4th of July. Yeah, fair enough. A little bit of a weekend, a little bit of a breather
0: for you guys. That's not a bad setup, you know? Yes, sir. Um, how, how are summer workouts going here as well? I mean, I'm assuming that they're also hard, and they're— I mean, you said you're in the best shape of your life, and I think part of that is from working out since June.
1: Yeah, I work out. Our our strength conditioning head coach and the staff is really good, and they know what they're doing. Um, We just, well, we focus on like every part of our body, so I feel like they're hard. They're hard, but it's like. You know, we love hard work. We embrace that, and our coach wants us to embrace that. So, you know, we get through that, and I feel like we're doing good, and I feel like everybody's um, working hard in the weight room and, you know, conditioning and everything off the field on the field.
0: Nice, nice. And then this is even a, a bit of a further transition, but earlier, I mean, look, we've been new, or at least I've been new. Your goal is to go to the league right you talk to Eddie George. He's someone who's been there, who has done that. And I guess, like, what is what is Rod Green's plan of action to to make it happen? I mean, on top of doing what you're already doing, which is working hard, staying focused. You have goals, right? You have goals in mind. That obviously helps you reach very high places. But, I mean, what are some things that maybe – maybe an average high school player that's, you know, dreaming of going to the league probably wouldn't know about college football that you have to succeed at in order to make
1: it to the league. You gotta um, really love the game. You gotta really know the game. Not just play the game, really know the game. You really gotta dig deep and really know you know the game. Like it's a difference between playing and you knowing the game. I feel like that set you apart on um, watching a lot of film, um just watching your opponent, watching yourself for real, what you can get better at, you know. And just staying focused for real. And I feel like everything will come in. As far as the league and everything, you know, I think about that a lot. And But I try not to think about it too much, but I think about that a lot. And as far as the league, you, you it's going to come to you. You got your film speak for yourself, you know. And um, once you do what you're supposed to do on the, on the field, the league is right there, you know. Once you show them that you can do what you got to do on the field and get some of the good players, you know, the teams that you said we play, I feel like the league is going to come to you. And everything going to come. Just like in high school, as far as offers, I tell people, like, The offer is going to come if you take care of stuff on the field. It's the same thing in college. It's a little bit harder because it's the NFL.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're you're familiar with having to really grind for the opportunity. You know, Uh, started off junior year with uh, zero offers, you know, and uh, went and did your thing on the gridiron. Also marketed yourself very, very well. I just want to continually compliment you that uh, your marketing of yourself is top tier, and I haven't really seen a whole lot of players – do it the way you do it. So uh, kudos on that for being Appreciate just so it. advanced in, in yeah. how you promote yourself and build the rod green brand. You know, I'm glad to be a part of the brand myself and uh, promote it whenever I can. So, you know, kudos <laughs> to you on that and uh, just keep doing that for sure. Yes, sir. Thank you. So, um, and I mean, look, I know that we, we went through this a little bit on the last episode, but I mean, I still think that, you know, You've gone through a lot of transitions and whatnot uh, through the last time we obviously did an interview. So I want you to just, uh, once again, take as much time as you need to shout everyone out who's been a part of this process. I mean, there's new faces that have been a part of your process for sure. You've gotten a lot of opportunities and visits and whatnot, a lot of phone calls and stuff and people who have helped you through that. So, uh, you know, it's like round two of gratitude because everything that you do, I mean, it, it takes a village is what I always say. Um, for success so
1: that's what my mom always said. but uh you know I, uh shout out my moms, you know cause that's the that's the one that I always make it happen you know my my family my granny my uncles my grandpa um my cousins you know um uh, i want to shout out my, my high school coaches you know like coach june coach doug i also want to shout out like you know my brothers you know my friends everybody you know just for helping me and pushing me every day just telling me i can be good um uh, I also want to shout out anybody like, you know, you just taking their time out to interview me. And I also I want to shout out, you know, Coach George, who just believing in me and telling me, like you know, what I can do. You know, I got potential to go to the league in my position, Coach too. Coach Lou, you know, just believing in me as a freshman at that. So, you know, on the field, at least. So uh, that just means a lot, you know, it takes a village. So I just shout out all there just for um, believing in me and, you know, being in my corner, honestly, and just being there whenever I need him.
0: Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And uh, I, I'm glad that that philosophy is not lost on anyone That about uh, um, it takes a village. I'm glad to hear that that's a sentiment that is shared, um, you know, obviously across the country. So, you know, I think that that's a very wise thing. And it sounds like um, you got a really good support cast around you. And, you know, this has been super, I mean, I've personally loved it just getting a chance to catch up, you know, so the pleasure is all mine uh, and we're always more than happy to have you on the show and, you know, through any ups and downs that you have. And I mean, look, I, I couldn't tell you a year ago that I was going to watch a Tennessee state game, but sure. I'll probably watch Tennessee state game this year. You feel me? Cause the, I got my boy there, Rod Green, who's, you know, taking steps and improvements in his game. And I can't wa- wait to watch those improvements take place. And I mean, Hearing that you're in the best shape of your life. I mean, I feel bad for defensive linemen because you're going to put someone on their butt (laughs) and just destroy them. I mean, you're going to get some good competition, you know, in high school. And then you got to go against like, you know, other collegiate athletes. And now that I bring that up, I guess, what is the talent gap? I mean, obviously, like you said, you got to go against some dogs at practice, you know, in high school that were amongst the best in the state. Uh, yes. I guess what's that talent jump from like normal week to week high school games versus you know getting reps against maybe some some guys from all over the country.
1: Like you said, I was going against the best of the best in high school, like um, yeah, defensive line. They were on my team, like, Taiwan, Taiwan January and Jocel Brown. They were the best one the best. They were the best D linemen that I went against, honestly, and they were one of the top D men in the state. And then like coming to college, you just um, you are going against get guys that's like really like this. Build like you, but run four fours. Like, I mean, they, you got to really rely on your technique, so it's really it just like, yeah, it eventually get regular, it'll, it'll get regular, just how everything else did. So, but it's, it's a it's something that you don't, you gonna have to adjust to,
0: yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense, and uh, you got to be on your p's and q's for sure. But uh, I, I guess now that we near the end of, of this interview, I guess, is there anything that uh you want to bring up that, you know, I think is good advice or, you know, emphasizing your story. I mean, that's what I want to do almost any time I talk about Rod Green It's like, look, this guy's a unit. You I watched your film. and I was like, I can't believe he doesn't have, you know, 28 offers. And obviously they came around the corner at some point. Right. But, uh, you know, your story is just so inspiring to me. Zero stars in junior year.
1: Obviously mm-hmm. put in
0: that work. Put in that, you know, time and effort,
1: and it paid off. Just be patient. Everything's supposed to go trust the process, and, you know, God got you. As far as mine, I know, like, you don't need 30. You need one. So don't let really, don't, don't, don't get caught up in hyping and everything. You know? Everything's going to happen for you. We'll worry about yours, and everything will happen. You know, stuff won't happen for you. If you're looking you're looking down on somebody, and you're mad, and in this, that I'll always be happy for everybody.
0: You yeah, know, I, I think that that's great uh, departing advice for sure. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's very similar to what you've already been saying on our show or otherwise, you know, whether that was this interview or on the last interview. But, Rod, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for taking time and for laying it down for this next generation here and, you know, providing lessons and you know, advice for up and coming players just like you were an up and coming player at one point as well. So as I said, if you haven't go ahead and find the original Rod Green interview. That is episode 38, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And make sure to find Rod Green himself. He is on Instagram as Rod Green Zero as in the number. So R O D G-R-E-E-N and the number zero there. And then on Twitter go ahead and find him he is at rod green 0 as well or you can pull him up rod green 3 star absolutely great guy so glad to have him on the show and so happy to be able to call him a part of PMC fam and you know for more content we hopefully will have another interview next week here so go ahead and stay buckled in for that it'll be a different kind of interview but still a fun one we like to do these interviews and just provide players with some experience or some learning parts as that is a part of our whole thing is helping out the athletes and the student athletes as well. So for more content, make sure that you're following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere you listen to podcasts really as we do distribute to most places and follow us so you get notifications for all of our latest episodes. If that seems a bit much, then go ahead and follow us on social media, on Twitter at Playmaker Corner or on Facebook, Instagram for announcements on our latest episodes. Also, go ahead and find us on TikTok for, you know, clips of games that we went to, season previews, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, some highlights as well. So find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere that you're on social media. We are probably there. And, uh, you know, hopefully we will be seeing more and more of you around and, you know, as some players start to get some, you know, time, I should say, for interviews and whatnot, we are more than welcome to having you guys on the list or on our, you know, interview docket. So thank you so much for listening. I've been your host for this episode, Cody Stoffer and peace.